fam. Welcome to Conversations with Randy B. You know, here we keep it raw, we keep it real, we keep it intriguing. Let's get going. Hello, hello. Hello, what's up, my friend? How you doing? How's everything? I'm good, I'm good. Listen, I know we usually keep our conversations about stuff that's happening in the U.S. for the most part. But I had to hit you up and talk about this Meghan Markle you know, Prince Henry, or no, Prince Harry, sorry, <laughs> situation. I'm sure you, you're all into the royals, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, it's, but it's funny, like, I listen, like, my wife definitely is. So, mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it's a, it's almost as if I'm inundated with stories. Right. Whether I want to hear about them or not. Well, hey, hey, <laughs> but that's hey, that's marriage. <laughs> that is marriage. That is marriage. So it's like, hey, if you care, I guess I care too. Right? <laughs> well, you know, I actually am not a girly girl. In a lot of ways, I'm a tomboy and not really into the royals and all that at all. Um, especially being a black woman, I don't think that's kind of our thing. But then when a sister girl became a princess and they were playing gospel music at the wedding. And, you know, the mother-in-law, you know, has got her twist and just being fully natural and all in her sisterdom, I became interested. Right. You know, it's, it's one of the, the thing that I can say about um, the relationship, which I guess factors into everything that is happening with them right now. Is, mm-hmm. I think it's funny, especially with like the British press, how there's so many underhanded comments about. Meghan Markle that they try to pretend isn't what we think it is <laughs> but then right. they always end up having to come back and apologize like oh I didn't mean to say this racist thing that was clearly racist my fault I'm, I'm, I'm right. my bad that you caught on to the bullshit I just said <laughs> right. my bad that yeah that you actually recognized that I was being racist as heck yeah uh huh well whether you know talking, like, yeah, look, where are you talking whether they're talking about like the kid I think you, I forgot what right when like the like right when they announced that like, she was pregnant and all that, I forgot like what reporter said something o- over there where it was like I think they compared the baby already to like a monkey or something like that. I was just like, come on, yes. like, yeah, like, like come, like come on, man, like, <laughs> like just like uh, over, it, just like when Obama was president, and they would call, um, they was they would call Michelle his baby mama, although they had been married like a billion years. Um, but you know that's his baby mama. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, just just ridiculous. Which, if you want to talk about baby mamas, Trump got all the baby mamas. Okay, right. You know yeah, what I'm saying? But all right, but all right. All right uh, yeah. Okay, right. But it's different. It's different then. It's different then. Um, and Palin's like daughter has like how many children? I don't want. I don't want to get that's into. That's literally it. a baby mama situation. Yeah, like, really is. But it's always different and like reported differently, right? When it's not us. But um. So back to the Megan thing, when they had their romance and I, you know, I wrote about it on Randy B. Um, and, you know, my first issue was that when people were like, oh, she's not really black, which just annoyed me because, you know, she identifies as black. And let me say this. If you look at the way she's treated, the world identifies her as black. So and, you know, people don't say, oh, you know, you're black light. I mean, they I mean, white people like they will treat you. There, there's white there's white and then there's not white that's kind of the difference it's what they're you're only not black when they want you on their side like i remember like well no you're still black but you're no no you're still black what i mean what i mean by that is (laughs) i'll give you a prime example you're different to get to 
you know, hate to make an aside again. We'll get back to Megan, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I remember when Obama got elected, and I I remember just watching on election night, and mm-hmm. everybody's like, "Oh, our first biracial president." Oh, right. That lasted for about a day. Then <laughs> <laughs> he went real quick to being the first black president. Then he's been that ever since. So it's kind of, it's kind of the same thing. So when Megan, they were caught up in this whirlwind romance. Oh, look at you know. Harry's dating this, you know, biracial actress and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Then all of a sudden, they start doing things that they don't necessarily agree with. Oh, Harry's following this black woman around. What's, what's <laughs> <happening>? <laughs> and, you know, what was interesting, um, I'm, I'm not going to lie, what I liked about it, and because, you know, I study the way, you know, race and what it ha- how it has affected us. In America and how like everything we read and watch and see how it you know affects our self-esteem as a people and how to me it's just so it's just so orchestrated right and for so for me there was a great satisfaction that there was a black princess who won the prince that every white woman wanted like that that you know we didn't get a Disney princess Tatiana um what was the play? Yeah, the frog, the princess and the frog. We didn't get that until it what five years ago. It hadn't been, and yet. they made her a frog. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, and she had to be a frog. But and she had ten to be years a frog ago, t- ten years ago, we had our first black pretend princess, right? right. And Megan is not the first um, African American, first I'm sorry, black princess for sure. But it was just so nice that everyone was talking about who's going to get Harry. He was the most eligible bachelor in the world at that point. And so here you have a sister and she actually got the guy. And that just doesn't happen. So it was nice for me as a black woman for a sister to be the the princess, the one who got the guy, the one who um, won for once. Right, right. And it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's I don't know, I almost have conflicting, like, I mean, it's interesting to hear, you know, your point of view on that. Mm-hmm. But it's also like I have conflicting, you know, feelings. I mean, of course. Good. I, I you like your conflicting. It, you can look at it like I, I would I would rather it be like Harry is a prize just because he himself is like a, you know, a good person. And right. I mean, I don't know, but I, th- that's the hope that he's like, all right, he's a good person. He approaches this person. She, you know, um, they were able to find some common ground with one another and have this love affair, et cetera, et cetera. The only downside. Mm-hmm. For me, is I don't want black women at just at all. I mean, it's, it's a nice story, and I want people to you know indulge in a in a in a, in a black woman winning. Mm-hmm. But I don't want anybody to just put any of their self worth or idea of themselves, you know, wrapped up in I was able to get like the you know the pristine white dude or like the pristine white woman because I I know a lot of times too like you'll see like a lot of male black celebrities they they get rich or they get some sort of notoriety, then all of a sudden they have as many white women on their arms as they want to. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you do. There's nothing wrong with dating outside your race, but it's like, I don't want it to be a situation where that's a symbol of status for that person. I don't think that's happening with Harry and Meghan at all. You no, know, I, 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 so, I love that point. That's why I like, that's why I like so, talking to you, LC. Right, and it's like, I think it's more so, I don't think that pertained to them specifically. I just saw that in some people's you know, responses just like, oh, look, she got the parents. I mean, listen, y'all would no, dope, it was regardless dope. It of was... if you married Harry at all. But no. it is dope that this happened. 
Well, it was just dope because we've never been in that position. And him Absolutely. being white was actually not even part of it. It was just like it's the status, like the it was it was like just... well, and that we were chosen because, like you said, you see black men all the time that when they become successful or whatever, although let's just say as a note that 88% of black men marry black women. And you know, we Absolutely. Stop that Absolutely. most most black men marry black women. But um you know, but you do feel as if sometimes that you are devalued as a black woman because when there is someone who is seen as a good catch, um, you see them with a white at, woman. It's never pointed at us, right? Right, yeah. right. And we're never seen or are are designed as the person that everybody wants. Oh, if you right. if you make it, what you want to get yourself is 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 a black woman. I mean, that felt good for that moment, right. just no, as that, a black that, woman. Def, definitely, no. Yeah, I think it's just you know I just want oh, that. That's the perfect way of of saying it. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't want people to. I just don't want anybody not putting making any generalizations. Mm-hmm. I just don't want anybody to just wrap themselves up in the idea of needing, you know, the quote unquote outsider to give them value you God, know that what is I mean? no that like, is so good i mean i love that you brought that up that is I, I i appreciate that point that's that's important um piggybacking off of that when i wrote about this um i had many men on the blog that were unhappy um that she married a white man right mm-hmm. um and there was a quite um active conversation because you know black women were like well you guys do it all the time how did you how do you as a black man how did you feel i specifically had a debate with somebody mm-hmm. about this exact topic mm-hmm. and before i before i even answered that question to that person mm-hmm. i asked them how do you feel about donald glover <laughs> and the reason why i asked that the reason why i asked that question was because mm-hmm. I think around the same time or a similar, I think it was around the same time like the wedding happened, or I don't know if it was the wedding or she had just had the baby. I forgot what time period it was, but there was a there was an intersection between Donald Glover and Meghan Markle when This Is America, he dropped the This Is America video. Mm-hmm. And I remember like there were some people that were just like, All right, we love the song, we love the video, we love what he was trying to say, you know, you know, visually speaking. And then they just got a glimpse one day of his child's mother mm-hmm. and she's not a black woman. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I, I distinctly remember seeing a bunch of comments like I can't take his pro black stances seriously after seeing who he's dating. Mm-hmm. But then I still, then I saw some of those same exact people hyped up for Meghan Markle. Mm-hmm. And my whole thing is you can't do both to me. Like, I don't, I don't think you can on one hand say, yay for Meghan Markle, but then, you know, devalue like a message that somebody like Donald Glover was trying to put forth if he's dating outside of his race. Me personally, I don't think it should ever matter. The only time it matters, and I've seen this too, is when people make negative comments about their own race as a justification for why they date outside of their race. Right. You do that, we could we could just throw you off the bridge. Sorry. We don't need you. We don't need you here. Right. You know what I mean? Other other than that, I listen Everybody do what you do what you want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so well like yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I don't know, because I, I had gotten a conversation with my girlfriend about this, and her point was well, okay, let me say when I have a problem with it is if people date outside of their race 
um, exclusively. So who you fall in love with, who you fall in love with is fine. If you right. date, if you, if you're like, I date, you know, whoever I want to date and who I fall in love with is who I fall in love with. That's fine. But, Absolutely. but for instance, if one of my sons, black males only dated white women, for instance, I would feel that he, my black male son did not like a part of himself because if, if he's just has completely excluded out black women, I would be, I would say I've done something wrong because this brother doesn't love himself because why can, would he just completely cast out uh, black women? And so that's also to me, you know, when it's an issue, like I tell people, um, you know, I have only dated black men. It was not something that I set out like, oh, I'm not messing with anybody else. But I think that my parents raised me with such a love of black people that I ain't, ain't nothing sexier, smarter, greater, more attractive to me than a black man. It just like, that's it. Cause that's, you know, I think that's just, cause I, and I, so I think it comes from loving myself so much that when I see beauty, I see the most beautiful in my brothers. And it doesn't mean that I've ever said, oh my gosh, you know, I wouldn't, it, it just, it just, that's what I like. That's just, it's just natural for me. And so anything that indicates that you don't love yourself is what would concern me. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's definitely what it is. Cause I know, I actually know a few people that I, you know, I grew up with that, you know, as we're adults now, I see who they're married to and they're, you know, married outside of their, their race. And I wasn't shocked at all. Uh, because right. it was like, yeah, I saw this. I saw this when we were like 10. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I could have told you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or, or yeah. Or when someone marries someone outside of their race and they act like um, it's a prize, right? Like, you know, I've done something exactly. better. That's insulting. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And that was the thing that I, I looping back to the Meghan Markle thing. That mm -hmm. was the thing that I didn't want, you know, people to do. Cause I felt like, there were some responses, not all, you know, I don't want to generalize anybody. There were some responses where it's like, oh yeah, we got the prize. I'm like, D don't look at it that way. She fell in love <laughs> with a dude who just happens to be one of the richest uh, motherfuckers in, in England, which is great. That's, that's great. <laughs> like, I'm not going to knock you that. That's great. It's just, not, it's, look, it's just nice to win. You know, it's like that, right. Absolutely. you know, it's like that, you know, when someone at the championship, who just won the, the World Series, like when they win, or like two, two, like the year before last, when they, when someone wins and they've been on, you know, and people have always made you feel like you were the loser, you were the second choice. There was just something about, uh, I think that uh, whole thing, and particularly because it just made people. I love, I love when people get big mad, like that whole super <laughs> mad, like how <laughs> I, just, I was so, so I took joy out of how angry people were about Harry choosing this sister and so that means that's why i'm happy we're talking about this today because i am enjoying how pissed off people are that they're bouncing the the, the the thing that always interests me about situations like this is like okay listen i'm not british so i have no i probably don't have i'm not the right person to speak about the importance of the royal family right or anything like that but it's it's amazing to me how everyday people can get so upset about a decision that people are making for their own lives. I, that like, does, at the end of the day, you guys out. are not the royal family. You, you, you guys are just, <laughs> you, you're just people that live over there, right? Mm -hmm. And these two people have decided, you know what? I'm, 
I'm not really trying to be royal right now. Like, I mean, I'm like, I'm going to keep it, you know, I'm going to keep it cool with like my family. I love everybody, but there's other things that I want to do. Like there are other things clearly that they want to do with their lives. So right, who but the, is everybody but, else to tell them that they're moving wrong? Like, <laughs> but, but the thing is, is like, it's not as if they chose to move I mean, and, and, and reject that life because they wanted to do other things. The people were treating Megan like crap. That too. They were attacking her and and her 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 husband, Prince Harry, lost his mother essentially to the same crap where she is being so bullied and had to run, you know, she's in this car trying to get away from right. the paparazzi. Right. So if that is his life, if that is like my mother died because of this crap, and I'm seeing my wife. On the, on the verge of a nervous breakdown, you know, she's crying on public TV. I got, we got to bounce. So it, it, maybe had they treated her better, she would have stayed. Maybe. Well, it's like, listen, they, they, they had her in the crosshairs before the wedding even happened. Like the minute, the minute she got on the scene mm-hmm. and people saw just like, oh, so this is what Harry's doing? Like you saw the comments <laughs> off the rip like you saw the comments from the mm-hmm. beginning so you knew exactly where where this was going to end up so it's just like yeah like if i'm if i'm married to this person now i'm not going to sit here and be basically berated by people who have nothing to do with my life like you like you guys just sit back and make comments you sit back and write your little posts these journalists write their little articles and it's at the end of the day this is my life this is not your life so your opinion literally doesn't matter it doesn't matter like these but, people's but it does lives as far as what it does to them. If Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are not in England, your life will continue. <laughs> no, it will. But but I'm saying, don't you think that? I mean, but, but it does affect them because it does psychological damage. Where all the time you're being beaten up. But let me ask you this question: You're talking about the journalists and the regular people. Do you think that Meghan was treated fairly by the family? Now, and we don't and we don't know. Of course, this is us guessing. But, you know, you have this family that is, you know, royal and has this legacy. And here you have an American divorcee and and she's black. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to say. The reason why it's hard to say is because you could you could make the argument that they could have defended her more. You could definitely you could mm-hmm. definitely make that argument. I mm-hmm. just also realize that they don't really comment on much because i see that uh like prince andrew's in a ton of trouble right now too <laughs> right 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 y'all a ton but what can you say about and, his mess and the thing but yeah about it is they I, the, I think the first statement <laughs> the first statement i saw from them was when he did like a public interview an ill-advised public interview and like mm-hmm. they very quickly came back like yeah i think we stripping him of them powers because uh Bro, stop talking to people. Like, <laughs> just be quiet. Like, I need you to shut up right now. That was the first time I think. Like, even when the allegations first started, you saw like, okay, yeah, the royal family lawyer says he denies all of this stuff or whatever. But other than that little snippet, you didn't get a lot from them even about that. So I think it's kind of in their nature to not say anything. But on the same token, when you do have a family member who's unfairly getting you know pointed at every day, like say something. Just be like, hey, y'all. Relax. This is our daughter. Be cool. Like this is <laughs> Well, no, but I'm saying not just them defending her. I'm saying, do you think that they themselves treated Megan as nicely? Like let's say they sitting around dinner, right? Having some prime rib, 
you know, family dinner at the at the at the palace. And do you think they treated Megan as nicely as they would treat Kate? And back to them, I'm not saying the queen, but I'm saying the entire family. Let me tell you why I'm wondering right now. I'm just gossiping and speculating. But the fact that they just bounced and it wasn't this uh, thing that they worked through with the family from what they're saying that, you know, the, the queen didn't even know that they were leaving. There seems to be some animosity there, right? It seems like things were not kosher really with Megan, you know, Harry and his family. And you think about, I mean, this is a white royal family. Like there had to be some people in there giving a little bit of shade every now and then, in my opinion. That's 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 very possible. That's very possible. I can't <laughs> I can't dispute any of that. I, I also look at it from the standpoint that I feel like um you mentioned Diana earlier and I feel like Diana got a lot of that same treatment too. She did. Yeah. And it was and it, it, it made no it made and, and it really made no sense with, with her because I mean like listen, this is not a justification at all where Meghan Markle comes from, et cetera, et cetera. But you know that Diana was quote unquote born and raised with the intention of becoming this uh you know princess and was still for the most part oh, no, she was way down though she was way down she was considered fairly commoner right, right? it was more, yeah, to, more, and, and yeah. Because, so so it, it's in a lot of ways i mean of course you can point to even in these inner workings you can point to race for all of these things but status and classism is also a real thing too. Whereas like if they just perceive that you're somewhat below them in any shape or form, like I don't think you're gonna get the real open arms, warm, <laughs> like warm hearted treatment. Right. And it's like so but yeah, do you so, think go ahead. go ahead. No, I, no, I was just gonna say, do you think that classism is as powerful as racism? So do you think that most families would rather would feel more uncomfortable let's say white families in america like you know do you think that they would react more if someone came home with a black man or a a broke man a white <laughs> a, a broke white a broke white man in most families like which is more powerful the racism right the racism because <laughs> Because I've, you know, I've seen that too. Whereas, like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Because, because the thing is, you can, you can do a better job, or, or rather, not even a better job. You can do a job, period, of hiding the classes apart. Absolutely. I can't, I can't hide this complexion. I can, right. I can't, I can't hide the skin. Even if I, if I pulled up in this Bentley when I hop out, I'm still dark skin. So. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and that's the thing. It's like I feel like people are always trying to compare like oh but you don't understand I had to suffer a lot of um you know prejudice because I came from a poor neighborhood or you know and they list all these things and it doesn't mean that okay you did not have to suffer of course you did everybody has had you know their different challenges but race particularly in America um is a whole nother a whole nother thing because of our history right because like when you when you're talking about race they are just that also comes with unfair stereotypes, unfair stigmas that you're you're spending most of your time trying to prove that these stereotypes that you didn't create don't apply to you. Until right. so one day you just say that, you know what, fuck that. Uh, 
listen, right, I'm gonna right. be I'm gonna be me. You can like it, you can not like it. I'm gonna rock with the people that rock with me. You know? <laughs> and that and that, my friend, is what I think Megan did. Because what it made me think about, right, is like certain people you work in corporate America, right? And you come and you have like, let's say you're more you're more uh, qualified for the job than a lot of people around you. And you're there and you're trying to put on your best, you know, face. You've code switched to the, you know, to the nines. You're doing everything to try to be accepted. And you're doing it better than some of the your white colleagues around you. And yet the minute you have a bad day and you're quiet or something, you're told that you have an attitude or, you know, or the minute you speak up about something after you've been there five years, they, they say, well, you're hard to work with. And then people just snap sometimes because they're like, I have been wound so tightly trying to be perfect and be successful and get that American dream. And you mean to tell me at the end of the day, this is how you see me, or you're accusing me of being hired just because of affirmative action. Whereas, you know, I have two more degrees than you from better colleges. It's funny you say that. Cause that I actually lost, uh, I lost a friend of mine back in high school for that exact reason. Where, what happened? Where basically, um, he was my friend pretty much all four, all four years. And I ended mm-hmm. up, you know, getting into a college that he wanted to get into mm-hmm. and he didn't get in. And I just, ha- I just happened to be walking, you know, behind him one day and I heard him talking to somebody else and was basically just like, Oh, LC only got in because of affirmative action. And mm-hmm. it was like, I had a better GPA than him. Mm-hmm. I played at the time, you know, this is high school, all these things matters. Like I played, more varsity right. sports than him. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like I was the head of like two groups and I'm just like, really? That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's all it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was kind of like a rude awakening where it's just like, man, you know, it, it, it harkens back to something I said before. Where it was like, success is okay. As long as they don't feel like they're taking, it feels like you're taking theirs. And it was right. Just like, so, but I think people do, if what, but privilege is always expecting that it is yours. And so when somebody else is, has it you feel slighted right and you feel like it must be a reason like affirmative action it cannot be that they deserve it more than you right right because because god god forbid he worked harder <laughs> right and and that's and that's what killed me even like you know i, I mean any, anybody who's you know african-american that is at a in a high position their stuff is tight like you 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 know that they their stuff is so tight because for us to make it they're there could be nothing flawed. There could be nothing wrong. Like, you know, like we say, you know, Obama could never get, it could have been elected with Trump's credential. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because it made me immediately think of a line from the movie Queen and Slim. When um, it was like, it was early in the film mm-hmm. when um, he asked, uh, he asked her if she was a good lawyer. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm an excellent lawyer. And his response was, why do black people always have to be excellent? Why can't we just be us? Now, me, I always try for excellence, but I understood what he mm-hmm. was saying. He was saying oh, that yeah. it was like, yeah, like we always have to go, you know, above and beyond just to, to, you know, appear like we're on the same level as people who m- most likely don't work as hard as we do. <laughs> right, right. It, it also reminds me of another, you know, Chris Rock joke where he was like, yeah, like I live in this neighborhood with, you know, Mary J. Blige, one of the greatest singers ever. Like me, I'm an okay mm-hmm. comedian. He's like, you know who my next door neighbor is? He's like a dentist. He's like, right, right, not right. the world's greatest dentist, just a dentist. Like, <laughs> just a dentist. Well, you know, I tell people when people say, why can't you guys just get over slavery? And why does it matter now? And I say, 
60% of all wealth is inherited, right? 60% of all wealth is inherited. So if you have, if you were able to inherit because your great, great grandfather owned the plantation that my people worked for free at, we are at a disadvantage, right? We are at a 400 year disadvantage um, out, out the gate. And so it, it's the same for me. So because people have inherited money and every dime that, you know, we usually have, we've had to work for. And if any, if nothing else, we're actually helping somebody else in our family <laughs> to make it right. Um, of course, you know, someone who doesn't, you know, has a job that we're, they're making less or is not as impressive. So it's, uh, you know, it's not surprising that Chris Rock lives next to a dentist because that's the way America set up, which people don't get. You know, it's, <laughs> that, that it's, it's funny because you mentioned that and it reminds me of Georgetown University. Like the first time mm-hmm. that I heard that, I forgot what year it was, but it was like, you know, late 1800s or something like that, or maybe early 1900s. I can't remember the time period, but they were in danger of closing their doors. Mm-hmm. And they ended up selling some slaves to <sighs> keep their doors open. Ugh, and I, I like, didn't know years that. later, like they said, it's like, hey, the descendants of the slaves that we sold, hey, you know, you know, if you get in, you know, we'll help you out with this tuition and whatnot. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking about something like Georgetown is still a pillar in American education. Right. <laughs> and, right. <laughs> and I'm not telling people not to go to Georgetown. Let's not get that misconstrued. But it's just like, it's, right. it's just a prime example of something that is very prevalent today that was built on the backs of other people. So you can't just turn around and say, oh, it has no bearing now. Yeah, it does. It always does. Yeah, it, to- oh, it totally does. Of course it does. And so, and so that's what, you know, going back to, you know, where we started, like, I think that, and, and I wasn't in her, you know, I don't know, Megan, uh, right? I'm just relating to her on some sister level stuff, right? I know what it is to be trying your best to satisfy not just, I mean, for me, you know, it just wouldn't be all those people, but she has the world looking at her. And no matter what she does, she's realizing that at the end of the day, to some of these people, I'm still a nigga. Like at the end of the day, I'm still this black girl that's never going to be enough for Harry. And I am killing myself. I am killing myself trying to be accepted um, because they have to learn so much when they have to learn the protocol. And so she said, forget it. Like, just forget it and she bounced and it's so funny because when people uh were talking you know me being in the diversity and inclusion area they they said what do you think the trends are what do you think is going to happen in 2020 or in the 20s and i said i think we're going to see more and more people walking out or standing up because i feel the energy that people and not just black people but are tired of feeling oppressed and unseen and people gonna start bouncing. And I said that, and here you got Megan. She's out. Because it's like, because you know what it is? Because a lot of times, and you know, for generations and decades, and you know, however many, how much, much time you wanna cover, we always felt like we just had to grin and bear it, take it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you realize, no, I don't. You know, no, I don't. <laughs> like, if I'm, not com- <laughs> if I'm not comfortable here, yeah, I'm out. Like I'm not, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna sit here. Like I'm not gonna sit here and just, you know, listen to people talk out of the side of their mouth at me for whatever reason. No, I'm just gonna go and be where I'm happy. You know, I'm not. Right. Gonna, I'm not gonna sit here in a situation that's devaluing me when I don't have to. And no, there's there shouldn't be a situation that you're in. This is this goes for anybody. Period. There shouldn't be a situation that you're in where you feel you know devalued at all. And if there is, you need to remove yourself from it. 
So that's exactly that's what she it. did. She was just like, listen. That's what she did. You, you got know some how, jokes? You listen, I'm out. Listen, <laughs> you, know how, you know how we set up? All of us talked about when we were going to leave in 2020, the negative people. We took people out of our contacts and Yeah, stuff. she took the meme and made it real. That- See that she took to me and on a on a on a on a high level. I think everyone should pay attention. Well, it's been good as always chatting with you, my brother LC. Of course, of course. Love to do it. <laughs> Love to do it. And we will we will be right back at it at Randy B. What's uh, real quick while we just sign off? Anything going on? What you what you you gonna be writing about this on I can't be famous.com? Uh, I don't, we'll see what we we'll see what we get to. What I did just put up there on uh I can't be famous and you know with you. Like I wrote mm-hmm. a little piece really quick about Tyler Perry. Not gonna divulge what too much of it is. I want people to go find it for themselves. And then let's, yes. let's open this debate. Let's open this dialogue, man. Get out. Okay. Me. Well, you know what? We'll talk about that next week. Let's put that up. Let's talk. Let's, let's chat about that. Let's do that. Let's. Do All that. right. Have a good one. Have a good weekend. All right. Same to you. Take care. All right. Peace. Bye. 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 Well, that's a wrap, fam, with this episode of Conversations with Randy B. We will chat with you next time. In the meantime, you can find me at randyb.net, randy underscore underscore b on Instagram, or randy b on Facebook. Catch up with you later. Take care until then.